So here we go. Welcome to another edition of the Kings of Anglia Track the Girls Talk podcast. I'm your host as ever, Ross. And of course, we are proudly sponsored by John Fowler's Solicitors. And I'm joined by my co-host and town woman, Skipper Blue Wilson. And it is a disappointing start to the season. A 3-0 defeat against Portsmouth. But before we get into that, the post-mortem of the opening day defeat, I'm going to go over to Blue. How are you doing? It's good to have you as always. Very well, thanks, Ross. Um, obviously, could have been better after Sunday. And then Liverpool losing against United. So, football isn't my favourite thing at the minute. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm OK. How about you? Yeah, I'm very well indeed. And, yeah, I watched the game last night, Liverpool Man United. And, um, yeah, I've got a few Liverpool friends, a few Man United friends. And it's one of those where group chats are going alive. And, uh, and yes, when, when, you're, when your team that you play for lose and a team you support lose it's not a good weekend and uh yeah football can be a cruel mistress sometimes when uh your team don't win and uh yeah blue we're not going to beat around the bush are we on this podcast we're going to get right get dug in deep on the defeat uh not the way we wanted to start um well let's talk about the game start of the game you know pre-season it was good pre-season we thought you know Everything was good. We beat Wolves 4-2, you know, a team that are going to be doing well in the North Division. Um, we got to Felix Doe, a nice day, um, AJ Arena, got a new scoreboard and all that sort of stuff, although it wasn't on, but we won't get into that. Um, and we were confident, weren't we, Blue? We thought, you know, Portsmouth, we're a good side, but we thought this could be a game. We'll start off the season well, but sadly, that wasn't the case. Uh, before we get into the first half and everything that happened, um, how are you feeling going into the game? I think going into the game, we were pretty, we were on a, I wouldn't say high, but we were in a good vibe uh, because of that Wolves win. Uh, we played really well and it was a good game to finish pre-season and a lot of hard work. So going into this game, we were confident that we could put in a performance, uh, which was good enough to enable us to win. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case. So we've got a almost uh, the quality of the performance against Wolves compared to Sunday. Um, I think there's quite a big disparity there. Um, so lots to work on, I think, Ross. Yeah, and, um, you know, I thought we started the game really brightly. You know, we had a, we had a chance, Tata had a chance. Um, as we normally do, I think we come out of the blocks really good. You know, some of who's run down that flank, Anna Gray as well. Um, start the game brightly. Um, would you agree with that? Um, we play some good football as always. You know, the Felix O pitch is, is looking good at the moment. Um, it's a bit long, but I think it's because we want to sort of pass the ball on it. Um, but I thought we started the game brightly. Yeah, I think we're going with the longer grass to cancel the bobbles and then just yeah. sprinkling it before before kickoff. Um, but yeah, I agree. There were some nice passages of play, but uh, where they resulted in clinical finishes uh, against Wolves, it, that that wasn't the case on Sunday. Um, so I agree that we started off quite bright, um, but they were a physical team, really physical team, Portsmouth. Um, and at times I just thought we needed to win a few 1v1s. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. So yeah, really tough, really tough game. And we weren't great and the scoreline suggests that too. So it's it's sort of a, not a shocking result because we're very early on in the season, um, but it definitely highlights that you know we we've got a lot of work to do and this league is incredibly difficult. With and I think the strength of the league has increased since last season. 
I think so too, yeah. And um, it's going to be a competitive league, as we, we even said that before the season started. You know, a lot of teams look at Ipswich and go, we're going to be up, up there. And of course, we are going to be up there, but it's going to be more competitive maybe this year instead of last year. Um, and yeah, I thought Portsmouth, they've always been a physical side. They came to sort of stop us playing. And um, unfortunately with us, we are a lightweight team. We, you know, we're very technically good on the ball and we are, you know, quick. But in terms of the physical game, we are lightweight. Um, and before we get into the goal we conceded, um, injuries came about. Two really key injuries. Uh, first, of course, was Zoe Barrett. I was right in front of that 50-50 challenge, a very robust 50-50 challenge. And uh, Bazaar, unfortunately, couldn't continue. Um, and then Manny Biggs came on for her. Then, of course, then Kyra got injured. Um, and, of course, these injuries, Blue, weren't just injuries they can walk off, shake off and get back on. They had to be replaced. And in the first half, you don't want to see players get replaced because it changed the game plan. It changes, you know, Joe's thinking as well because Manny Biggs came on. Then Nia Evans came on for a debut for Kyra in the midfield. And, you know, Nia is 16, 17 years of age, making a debut, coming in against a team like Porter, the very physical side. Um, you know, you've sadly had your injuries. I'm sure you have flashbacks when you see players going down early on in the game. So what was your thinking when you saw those two injuries? And it just interrupted the game, didn't it? Yeah, like you said, it does interact the the dynamic, especially I think oh, I've got a slight bias, but in midfield when you when you have an injury like that, it does disrupt um, because you wouldn't normally make a sub in midfield unless there's some sort of issue, whether it's you're getting battered or an injury. Um, but I think it's very rare for two players to have to go off before half time. Um, so yeah, I've got my fingers crossed for them. I think we're still sort of waiting on news and further information. Um, which I'm sure fans will see uh, via social media over the coming sort of days and weeks to see how how severe they are. Um, but yeah, I've got my fingers crossed for them. Um, but not, really, not nice to see, especially Kyle with the knee. Um, that caught me a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it does. But then it gives opportunity to players like Nia and Biggs to come on and make a difference, um, which may have not not happened so much this game I think we were yeah we were overpowered by Portsmouth um but it does give opportunity uh, injuries do give opportunity you see that with Kyra um when I got injured Kyra stepped up and she had an unbelievable last season and started this season really well as well she's really key for us um so I was especially sad to see see her go down in pain yeah, I think when injuries happen, definitely in the first half, as you said, like normally you only make first half substitutions if there is injuries or, as you said, if we're getting hammered or a player's just not on it and you sadly have to replace it. Of course, it's not good for their uh, their confidence if they get replaced early doors. But um, yeah, hopefully we wish Barra and um, Kyra all the best. Hopefully they're not too serious. Um, and of course, as Blue said, look on the social media on Itchwich Town Women. We'll um, give you updates when we get them. Um Let's get talking about the first goal then, Blue, for Portsmouth. A corner, um, a header. Um, sadly, in the box, we haven't really got that physical presence. We only really got Tash, who is the the player who's got a bit of height. Everyone else is not too tall. Um, but we always can rely on Sarah and goal if to, to punch out, something like that. But unfortunately, a swinging corner. They header it in, 1-0. And it's just um, a goal just before half time as well. So not good timing. No, one of the worst timings, actually. I think it's key. A, a goal going into half-time and a goal just after half-time are probably the most key moments of a game to score, in my opinion, anyway, um, for momentum. 
but yeah, corners, slight vulnerability there highlighted in this game, um, which I'm sure we'll look at uh, in training today as well as going into the game against Gillingham on Sunday. Because again, another really physical team. Um, so we'll have to make some tweaks and changes and just make sure that we're we're ready for that challenge and mentally prepared as well as physically. But yeah, like you said, a corner. Um, Tash is, I think, our tallest player. We've got a few uh, tall academy players. Um, but it doesn't always need height. It's just the, the, the want to get the ball out or whether it's um, stopping runs. You don't have to be big to do that. You just have to get in the way. Um, but we didn't do that to great effect on Sunday, I don't think. No, you just got to hope they take a rubbish corner and then you don't need to worry about heading it out. You just got to hope it's rubbish and then move on pretty much. Um, so yeah, 1-0 half-time. Second half, um, as we said already, it was a, it was a physical game. Um, Tash had an unbelievable chance at 1-0. Um, you just thought a player like Tash would be finishing that. Unfortunately, he didn't. Um, I'm sure it's just one of those where you just... Just touch, please finish it. And sadly not. And I got a picture of her with her hands, you know, in her in her in her face. Disappointed. I'm sure everyone was screaming, Tash is gonna do it. And then unfortunately not. What were you feeling like when Tash was one on one with the keeper? I thought it was a certain goal, to be honest. Um, I thought it needed to be. So if it then goes one one, I think the game changes slightly even. Uh I don't I'm I i do not see them going on and scoring two more after that if we go to one all. Um but yeah, key moment of the game, which we didn't we didn't capitalise on, sadly. Um, but going forwards, we're going to need to, if I'm honest. We're gonna, we get those moments have to go in, whether it's Tash or whether it's someone else. Um, I think everyone, everyone gets themselves into that position at some point where it's sort of a, a must goal. This, this has to go in. Um, and I think we learned that from the back of last season, where those chances weren't going in either. Um, but then you look at the Wolves game and. We were clinical, so it's it's consistency across that. Uh, we know we can do it because we proved that against Wolves, who were in the playoffs last season, the top team. Um, so we know we can do it. It's just the consistency of that, being able to do it across the season. Um, yeah, that, that's that's all I can say, really. As a striker, I'm not a striker, so I can't, I'm not going to grill her too much. No, definitely. I'm sure Tash will, will move on from that and hopefully she can be clinical um, this Sunday against Gillingham because, yeah, you know, last season and in the last season, I didn't think we were clinical enough. We didn't take those chances and we didn't score from them. So hopefully we can work on that. Um, because I know we are working on our finishing. Like, we're watching, remember, I remember um, pre-match um, in the warm-ups, all the players were finishing amazingly. Of course, there was one drill they weren't. They were like whacking it over the, over the, um, over the bar and everything. But there are other finishes they were doing. I was like, that's a great finish from Tash, great finish from Brazero. Um, but that's just the warm-up in a game. You know, it's more pressure and there's more chances there. But yeah, I like to see that in you know in the warm ups, whacking it in the top corner and happy days. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there was a good, there was a good few goals actually, really yeah. good few goals in the warm up. I was like, oh, you know what? We might get a few today watching the just watching this uh, part of the warm up. Um, but it, like you said, it is different when you you are under that pressure of having to score in that one moment, and maybe she was given a bit too much time to think about it or whatever. It's it's really difficult. And it's a lot difficult. It's easier for me to watch on the side or any of the fans or anyone on the bench to watch and say, just side foot into it's, it's a different, different yeah. feel when you've got, what, 550 people watching you and that goal means a lot. Um, so, yeah, one of those things, dealing with, dealing with pressure, um, something that we're always working on as a team. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, it's okay, I was saying, 
strikers need to be clinical, wingers, wingers need to be clinical, but it comes back to the defensive unit getting it to, through to the midfield. The midfield then creating good enough chances for the strikers to be able to have those clinical finishes. So it's a, it's a team effort. Um, we're not just grilling the strikers at all. It's a team effort, 100%. It is a team effort. And um, you talk about wingers and, um, yeah, Portsmouth winger, Sophie Quirk, scored the two other goals for Portsmouth. Um, yeah, second goal was a great good finish from her. She had to run into the defence and then uh, slotted home. I don't think Sarah could do, do much really with that. I think she dived and it just it's just too powerful and it was it was 2-0. The third goal, another corner conceded um, and it was an ambitious flick from her top corner from Sophie Quirk. 3-0, fair play, but another goal conceded from a set-piece blue and uh, probably a goal we don't want to see again and to be conceded like that because um, it's just, a, you know, she's got loads of space and to do a flick and you can't let a player do that really, unfortunately. Yeah, Sophie Quirk's a, a great player, I think. Um, will be one of the best players we see in this league. Um I know her previously from having played academy football with her and also England. But yeah, she's a great player. And I know I said to the girls before the game, I was like, if you allow her to get on her right foot, it, it's going to be on target. Um, so it, it's one of those things that she's got great quality. I thought Boz actually dealt with her pretty well throughout. Um, but all it takes is those one or two moments and you're suddenly two or three nil down. It's The, the game sort of is getting away from you. Um, but yeah, like you said, another set piece uh, definitely highlighting a, an area for development yeah and um that sort of rounds off the game really you know three nil game done and dusted um a disappointing way to start the season as we said um a quick little recap you know this won't define our season you know uh what did really joe say in the huddle you know you always say some good things and that i'm sure you may have said something other players may have said stuff um what is the current mood between the players the staff you know Last year, we had that great start to the season. It's our second year in Tier 3. Um, what is the current mood and what has been said? I think uh, we're just we're focusing on the fact that, yes, it's not it's not good enough. It's not what we want. Um, it's below our standards. But also realising that this is the first game of a long season. Um, so, yes, things have got to change. And I think as players, we know that. And once we got back after Joe spoke to us, we knew that in the dressing room that you know this isn't this isn't what we want. No one feels good after coming off that pitch. No one's happy with that performance. Um, so it's like yes, this is the first game of the season. So we've got a long way to go and a lot of points to be dropped or gained. Um, but actually, things need to change. Um, so it's it's balancing those two. We're not panicking, um, but we do realise the fact that we need to be better. And I think. Sadly, sadly, well, the thing is that the attendance was great, but sadly we couldn't put a performance on to to show showcase these, whether they're new people or loyal fans, to showcase. Okay, yeah, we're ready for the season, and that that disappoints me a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. I spoke to quite a few people, a um, few kids who, one of them, it was their birthday. Um, I swear, I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, this isn't, this isn't typical of us. Please come and watch again. Um, get the bug. We are, we are a great team, and this is a one-off. Um, but yeah, it's, it's one of those. It's one of those. It's football. Football doesn't always go as planned, but we're aware of, I think, areas we definitely need to develop um, going on into the season. But it's one of those, Ross. It's one of those days which you want to forget, but take uh, learnings forward. 
Indeed, and yeah, it said a fantastic crowd, 520 at the AGR Arena, really good attendance, and that sort of brings the momentum from the Euros. And as you said, this won't define the season, you know, that I'm sure fans will go, okay, it's just one of those days, bad day at the office. You know, a few fans I was hearing a little bit of frustration, you know, about, you know, Joe Son, a defender and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm on that thing where I didn't mind the defence, you know, in pre-season. I thought, you know, we that was just what we had available to us. Um, you know, having Bonnie there, Boz and Laffy. But for me, Salic, I don't think it works. You know, playing three players at centre-half is not their position. I, you know, I feel Laffy is just restricted there. I, you know, I love Laffy as a player, but I don't think, you know, centre-half is not a position. She's played there because she has to. Bonnie, I think, can play anywhere because she's such a great player. Um, but there's a lot of frustration in the crowd. And I sort of agree with them because, you know, you're playing three players at centre-half. You know, Blue... You know, we've got to be honest about it. And I'm sure Joe will look at that and go, OK, it didn't work out just well. Definitely against physical side. Maybe against teams who are more technical, maybe, would work better. Um, but I feel definitely Laffy is restricted there because she's a great player on the ball. Um, and I, I felt that with pitches. I couldn't get enough pitches of Laffy because she was, like, too far back. Um, what's your thoughts on that? You know, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult when you have got to fit a player in a position when we haven't got any other players there. Sadly, we have, we have lost Paige Peak in that position. Lucy Egan suspended still, of course, injured as well. Um, but hopefully Joe will be working behind the scenes trying to maybe fit a defender in somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one um, because they, the players who did play centre-half or uh, at the back do have good qualities to be there. Um, I think on the day they're all good enough. Um but it's one of those where, you know, we're still build, building patterns and relationships. We have lost Paige Peak, who was a key starter um, at the back. So that does take some time to transition. And we probably thought we were ready enough after pre-season. Um, but perhaps there's still a few a few tweaks to be made and needed, whether it's uh, certain scenarios, what happens where, positioning-wise. Um, but I, I do think it will be a few tweaks and hopefully... It will be a bit, uh, what's the word, a bit more defensively solid. Um, but I understand the fans' frustration. Um, I really do. Uh, but I don't think Sunday's performance fully, fully explains what those three in particular are, are capable of. But yeah, I, I understand from a, a fan's point of view and an outsider's point of view that looking at the back three compared to last season is is probably quite scary. But change is scary but it can also it can also form good things too so we'll have to see and I'm, I'm sure Joe's analyzing and seeing and weighing up pros and cons and looking at other options etc etc um, but it's one of those which may need time it may need little tweaks uh, whether that's in training we go through phases which I'm sure Joe will will be doing um, but it's one of those where I Joe is the guy Joe is the guy and we have to trust him um, we have to go with what he he says and he sees because he's the he's obsessed by football and patterns and things like that. Um, so we have to trust him and see that see where that takes us and perform to our best. Yeah, well said. And uh, yeah, I think as you said, I 100% agree with you. With um, those players that playing centre half, I've got the qualities to be you know defenders in terms of the, the way Joe wants to play. You know, pass around the back, and you know Boz can do that. Bonnie can do that. Laffy, of course, has got an eye for a, you know, for a pass. Um, but yeah, it's just teams against like Portsmouth who are just physical. Um, and on on the break, they can sort of, you know, sort of 
challenge us on that sort of side. But um, yeah, we shall see going forwards. Um, but let's talk about a positive from the game and probably not a debut she wanted um, against a physical side coming on in, in you know first half. Nia Evans, of course, had a really good preseason, really impressed. Um, of course, part of the, the Itchy Foundation, I think the programme, under-16 programme, I think it is, um, coming in, making her debut, coming on for Kyra. Um, I'm sure she's pretty happy to make her debut, but probably not the circumstances she wanted to. Um, but yeah, fair play to her. Yeah, really, really tough conditions to come on, actually. First game against a really good side in Portsmouth um, after, you know, a key player goes down with quite a serious injury or what looks like a serious injury. Um so yeah, kind of thrown thrown in at the deep end. Um, so of course, it's it's. I think it's incredibly. I I felt for her because it's a very difficult game to come into, um, especially when say players around you aren't necessarily performing as well. Or the team isn't the team isn't at it. Um, so yeah, I did feel for her, but you know she's made her debut. She's she's done really well in preseason. I think she's got a really good temperament about her. Um, a lot of the academy players coming through, I've been sort of impressed by the way they hold themselves and uh, the respect they have and the work they do. Um, I've been really impressed by. So it's just phasing that exposure um, just to make sure their development continues. Um, but I'm sh- uh, I can imagine we'll probably see her on the bench um, quite a bit this season. Um, I think there's definitely more to come. But yeah, a, a really difficult first exposure for her. I did feel for her. Um, but yeah, it's, it's football, isn't it, Ross? It's football. Yeah. It is indeed, and um, I just want to give a you know. Let's talk about some other players who had you know okay games to bite the feet. You know, Anna Gray. Um, I thought she she had a good preseason, and I thought she had a good game. I think even Boz played well as well. I mean, you know, Boz was the interview for Kieran. Kieran sort of picked her because she was one of the standout players in the game. Who else sort of stood out? Would you would you agree with Anna and Boz as well? Yeah, I'd probably agree with Anna and Boz. Um, Anna, in particular, I thought she worked really hard. Wasn't quite happening, um, but there are elements where I thought, yeah, okay, she's. Get the ball to Anna, please. Um, but yeah, all round, just not a. We weren't, we weren't at it. We weren't at it. Um, but I'd agree. I thought Boz probably up against Sophie Quirk. She she dealt with her quite well. Um, but other than that, it's probably performances to to learn from and move on. Yeah, I don't think anyone had like a really bad game where you go, oh, dearie me, what, what's no, going on just, there? But yeah, just one of those days. Collectively, yeah. yeah, collectively. Yeah, just weren't clicking, unfortunately, and it just didn't happen on the day. And uh, yeah, we'll move on and said everyone will reflect, watch back the game and learn from it and have a good week on the training ground and move on to Gillingham. Um, but Blue, let's lift the mood a little bit, have a bit of fun stuff. Um, yes. Last week, we had 10 questions with you, multiple choice, all that sort of stuff. Um, this time... You're going to be questioning me on different things from, do I have pineapple on my pizza? All that sort of <laughs> stuff. So, Blue, take it away. Do whatever order you want to do. Okay. Unless the listeners know more about me if they want to, if, if they care. They could skip this bit. They could fast forward this bit if they want. But... <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't. Oh, don't, um, don't. I'm sure they'll want to know. So, yes. I'm quite intrigued by this question, actually, because you have watched, I can't imagine how much football you've watched mm-hmm. um, in your life so far, actually. Yeah. So, what has been your best moment in football so far? When um when you told me you you thought this this was the episode we needed to sort of look at these questions for my my half, I did actually mm. have two question or two answers for this question because you know I played a little bit of football when I was younger, even though yeah, now actually, actually we'll we'll make it a two twofold yeah. thing. So yeah. one you actually playing, one you yeah. watching. 
Or um, taking photos. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think when I retired was a good moment. No, Jake, no. <laughs> um, no, I think when I, when you know when you're a kid and playing with your friends. Um, so my son, the league team, we won a cup final. I think that's always good. So when I was when I was twelve, we won a cup final, and that's always good. So, you know, definitely when you're playing with your group of friends, yeah. lifting the trophy in a park, it was it was good fun and winning tournaments and stuff like that. Um, that's probably my highlight, I think, in terms of my footballing playing. Um, but now you know I just play five a side, and that's just good fun. And then in terms of, yeah, going, as you said, I've, I've oh, gone to so many games as a fan, now as a photographer, um, you know, I think, you know, following the town women's team, you know, week in, week out, it's been, you know, fantastic. You know, last year, the Southampton game, the West Ham game, you know, I know the West Man City game, I know we lost, you know, heavily, but it was a great experience, you know, seeing all of you young players, you know, make a mark, make history. That was good, um, you know. Take pictures at Wembley was was pretty was pretty cool and that was um it was a couple of years ago now and that was actually a women's game it was West Ham Man City in the FA Cup final um it was a really good experience there and then I'm a town fan so it's been you know an honour to take pictures of the men's team week in week out and now the women's team as well week in week out so to they were to take pictures of a team you support you know is a very lucky position so. I think that's probably definitely the best moment because I get to take pictures of the team I support. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Nice. Good answer. Yeah. I like that. Um, next one. We're staying on the football theme for now. Yeah. Which player, male or female, do you enjoy watching? Uh, Blue Wilson. Um, <laughs> Good class answer. Class player. You, yeah. know, you just, just stop there. There's no just need for anyone much, else. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, on a serious note, um, but no, I do enjoy watching you play. Um, I can't wait to see you back on that pitch, Blue. Thank you. Look forward to that. It's going to be a great moment. I think it's going to be an emotional moment for all of us seeing you on that field. Um, but you know, yeah, as a young, as a young, you know, fan, you know, of course, Itchwich Town. I always looked out for Itchwich Town players, like players like Darren Bent, you know, Matt Hollands, um, Pablo Canago. But like in terms of the whole, you know, football sphere, like I liked. I liked Arsenal as a young like lad. I, I liked the Arsenal team, you know, the Vincible. Like Terry Henry, love Terry Henry, love Robert Perez. Um, there's, there's so many players you could mention in there. So many players. So I won't, you know, whittle them all down. You know, of course, English players. You know, you mentioned Steven Gerrard last week. You know, I liked Steven Gerrard as a player. You know, David Beckham. Who didn't like David Beckham? I had a bloody mohawk when I was a kid because <laughs> you know you, you just did, didn't you? Um, you know, Paul Scholes. Yeah, once again, I can name so many players because um, yeah. I was I was sort of a midfielder, attacking midfielder as as a as a young lad. So I always looked at those players. Um, even like you know, I've got Italian in my family. You know, Daniel Di Rossi, Totti. Um, you know, once again, I can name so many Italian players as well. Even Maldini, you know, defender. Um, but then I also like my goalies. You know, I, I liked I like Buffon, of course. Um, I'm not going to name all players, Blue. Oscars. But then, of course, women's players, women's players. You know, definitely. You know, the women's players. I like Frank Kirby. Oh, when I watch, if I watch a women's game, Frank Kirby. Yeah. I like Frank Kirby, and even Sam Kerr. Sam Kerr. I'm liking Sam yeah, Kerr as well. She's a um, And of course, well, Ellen White. You know, has recently announced her yes. retirement. Um, another play. You know, the celebration and everything, and you know, record goal scorer for the England Lionesses. Um, so special mention for her as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, quick question on the back of that. Town men's team, current squad, looking really good. Favourite yes. player within that squad at the minute? Ooh. Like Sam Wolsey. Only one. Oh, you're okay, only yeah, yeah. one. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. 
I think it was like ten ma- like men players and then like three four women players there. Um, I think this should be one answers only, but um, you know me, I just whittle out. Uh, it's got to be Sam Morsey. It's got to be. I just I just watch him play. Like you know, he's the skipper. He's the leader. He is just above. You know, he should be playing League One football. We are lucky to have him. Like we've got a fantastic team overall, but Sam Morsey's the standout. He's just and he he scored goals as well. You know, when he yeah. when he can get in their position. So it's got to be Sam Morsey for me. Very good. I'd have to agree. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll go. We'll go away from football now. A bit of okay. getting to know you. If you're stuck on a desert island, which one of the squads, whether that's staff or players, would you choose to be stuck with? Mm-hmm. Now, I had a bit of a think about this one. I thought we could remix it where you can be, you're stuck on the desert island or you're trying to get off it. So you okay, can have yeah. two. Okay, yeah. That's, I think that's, that's, that's future. Two different answers. I think that's a nice little way where you are stuck. You can't ever leave. You're basically sadly going to die on there. But who would yeah. you rather sort of stay on there and enjoy the rest of your life there on there or you are able to escape if you've got all these different things you know you've got this to build that to build and to get off it so to get off it i think it's got to be you or jack Jack, Um, Jack i think jack's going to be a common choice throughout the series so um but then it could be some dark horses you know there is some bright players in our squad like luce o'brien i think Mm. you know he's pretty good um but then to stay on it for good fun um you know, Peskett, of course. It's got to be Peskett. You know, Peskett's there. Uh, but do you know what? Kieran, like in terms of Kieran maybe getting off, Kieran could possibly be good, but then I don't know. I think maybe we'll we'll clash heads too much, maybe. Um, and I'll just walk off and then never see him again. Um, <laughs> so maybe not. Um, but then I think Charlie, you know, Charlie could be good maybe getting off as well. I think he'll be, you know, really getting in depth with everything. Yeah. Um, but then we'll talk about Birmingham. So we'll then uh, <laughs> that maybe. Love you, Charlie. Um but to stay on, oh yeah, I think Peskit most likely. I think Peskit in terms of yeah, we've got to stay on a bit, a bit, bit, a bit, a bit of banter and all that yeah. sort of stuff. But there's yeah. um yeah, I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of different interesting choices in terms of players. But uh, in terms of staying, Peskit is uh, t- trying to get off yourself or Jack. I think I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, I know you've recently been on holiday to Budapest, not Amsterdam, Budapest. But what is your favourite holiday destination of? You don't. I don't. I guess you don't have to necessarily have been there. Could be a yeah. dream place, but likely you've been there. Is there anything that springs to mind? Like I love going to Italy to see family, and you know I love Italian foods. Um, there is, of course, like dream destination. I'll, I want to go to the Caribbean a bit more at some stage. Um, dream. I think. I'm more of a, I, I like my city breaks a bit more. I like, you know, I think, I think that's like Budapest. I only went for like three days and I think that was a good time. I think it was a good amount of time, good a bit of money. Like Amsterdam, I've done that a few times. Um, but I'll say Italy, somewhere, anywhere in Italy. I, I love, I love Italy. You know, I love just the country as a whole, the language as well. You know, a bit romantic as well. You know, go to Venice or something, be romantic, go to Florence. Um, but yeah, Italy in terms of just anywhere in Italy, Milan, Rome. You know, Naples to see the family. Um, so, yeah, Italy, I think, for me. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Italy, lovely place. And also great food. Great food. And when when a place has great food, I, I think you just have to be happy. Um, I've heard about your five-a-side stories. I've heard many stories about your five-a-side. Um, <laughs> but are there any other sports that you enjoy doing other than five-a-side, obviously, football? 
Now, technically, this is not a sport. Well, it is a sport because it is like, you know, you know, like Paul, you know. Yes. You know, Paul, the American. You're, you're always on the pool table. Always obviously. on the pool table. Yeah. Like, technically, it is a sport, but some people say it won't be because it's more like a pub game. But there is, you know, people who actually do it professionally and they can make a lot of money from it. You like, It's like snooker. Um, but yeah, I do like pool. Um, I like basketball as well. I do like basketball. I don't watch it as much as I should, but I do like basketball. Um, of course, I'm not not got the height for basketball, but I do like to do a few, you know, I wouldn't say dunks, but you know, throwing it into the into the basket. Um, I, I, I like watching tennis. Um, I wouldn't say I'm any good at it. And then, like as I said, we I think we said this last week, and um, the athletics, you know, I love just watching that. I can just watch any of the sports, just sit there and watch. It's just it just fascinates me. Definitely, like you know, the pole vault and all those sort of sports. You can just watch it for days because, like, how do these people get into this? Um, but yeah, maybe just anything in athletics. I won't be any good at it, but just like it'll be just good fun. Or pool, of course. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I, I feel like athletics. You can. I was sticking at the Euro Champions uh, Championships last week. I think it might be still there. I'm not sure, but I was sticking on, and you you lose hours by just watching. Yeah watching these people that you may have even never heard of. Yeah. But it's these supreme um, athletes and, you know, I'm a super fan of Keely Hodgkinson. She did bring it home. She did win gold. So I was happy to see that. But yeah, you lose hours. I could watch it. Do you? Yeah, for hours. But anyway, we'll move on. Back to food. What is your favourite food? Um, once again, it goes to Italian food. I love, I love pasta. You can't go wrong with pasta, any, any sort of pasta. Um, you know, I like a good roast dinner, a nice, nice roast dinner. Um, and then just a burger. I like a burger. Just, yeah, burger and fries, a bit of salad on the side. I like, I like alumi. Alumi is my, my jam. Yeah, alumi fries, alumi. Love a bit of alumi. Um, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm answering too many times here. It's, it's well, favorite okay. food. I've got a question for you about the burger. Pickles yeah. in a burger or not? Nah, I'm not a pickle man. Don't like my pickles. Okay. Um, if it's in, sadly, I, I try to say don't put them in because I don't want to waste them. But if they are in there, normally I take it out, and normally the person I'm with they eat the pickle, so they're not going okay. to waste. But okay. I've had, I've tried, I've tried. If it's in the burger and, I, and I've I've bit into it already, and it's no going back, then I just continue eating it. But if I had to choose, yeah, no pickle for me. But it's just it's just my thing. What what what? what I'm chucking a question at you now, pickle mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Pickle in a yeah. burger, won't take it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that. Tomato yeah, in a burger, I like tomatoes. Yeah, me too. But the placement of the tomato, I think, is key because you don't want a soggy bun. No, don't want a soggy so, bun. So um, I normally take it out. But for burgers, sometimes I'll take the top off the burger and just eat it that way because otherwise the, the bread to filling yeah. ratio is thrown off by the top of the bun for me. Yeah. So I normally take that off. Yeah, I did a I did a rookie mood in Budapest. For some reason, I panicked on the order. We, we were... It took us ages to like get food at this one place because we were just being stupid and we just whatever. And I decided for some reason I just went, I'm having that a triple patty burger. Wow. And when it arrived, I went, I'm in trouble here. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> this, I don't know why I've decided. So I had to, I had to cut it in half, then had to basically remove the bun and just eat the burger. So basically, I'm just yeah. eating a steak pretty much because I'm just eating just burnt, like loads of meat. Um, but yeah, I sometimes the, the patty can be. Oh no, the bun can be a bit, a bit. Um, what's the word? Soggy because yeah, the, the tomato or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, burger can't go wrong. 
going into quite quite some detail. I hope you're enjoying the, you know, yes. various dinosaurs here. Yes. <laughs> we'll stay on food. I, know, I think I know the answer to this one. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? And I want to know why. Why it's a, is, was there an experience where you tried it and you were like, this is for me or this isn't for me? Um, yeah, as you all aware from last week, if you haven't listened to last week, then tune into last week just to have a catch up. Of course, we, we don't talk about the Portsmouth game. We preview it, but um, always good to listen back if you haven't. But um, yeah, I said no. You said yes. So it is currently 1-1 on the pineapple war. Um, and yeah, I've gone no. And I have never tried it. I've actually never tried it. So, See, so Hang on, hang on. You're saying no, just, but you've never tried it. I've never, no, I, I just, I'm not having that. I just don't think it's right. It's it's fruit on a. I just I just don't think it's right. I'm just yeah. Maybe I could try it one day. Maybe that we can do that one day yeah, on a way trip. We will next time. Next time we're together and out. I don't know where, but you, yeah. we are ordering a pineapple pizza and you're trying right. it. The thing yeah. is, I like pineapple. I just don't think it's right on the pizza. I think it's like any other food. There's some food that just don't belong with that food, and I just feel pineapple is just not. Yeah, it doesn't belong with that. So, um, but yeah, one day we'll, we'll, we'll okay. give you an update on that. And okay, said, it's, it's, it's a no. One. It's a no for now. For now, it's anyway. No for now, until I until I convert him, everyone. There we go. Um, Wait and see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice quick one. Favorite color? Yeah, burgundy. Burgundy. Yeah. Red. Um. Once again, I'm, I'm saying many answers here, but yeah, burgundy. As you on this, you won't see this on video. It's just on audio. But um, I'm wearing a burgundy shirt. And this is my my favorite color. I don't know why. I think it's just it's, it suits me. I think someone just told me once, you look good in that color, Ross. Went, okay, that's my favorite color. Now. Ever since everyday burgundy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Although I don't think I've got much burgundy stuff actually. I was like looking through my, my wardrobe. I went, I've only got like maybe one or two, maybe three different burgundy things. Okay. So I need to up my game really. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just it's hard to find sometimes. A really nice burgundy shirt. Yeah. Like right now I'm just wearing Adidas burgundy thing. It's so they're easy to find, but like a nice burgundy shirt. Um so yeah, I'll have to up my game on that. Okay, next one. We've just got two questions left. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? Um, I liked your answer last week, teleportation. Um, I think you know what I like to be invisible. Actually, um, I think yeah, just yeah, just just yeah, don't need to worry about people sometimes. I think you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, um, I, I said reading minds would be dangerous. Don't want that. Uh, flying will be fun, but then after a while, sort of yeah, get bored of that. I think just flying to A to B, as you said, teleportation. You can just do that, and boom. But yeah, just be invisible. Just sort of like, yeah. And maybe scare people, you know, because maybe you can be invisible and then out of nowhere you can come change people yeah. can see you again. Go, hello, here we are. They're invisible. <laughs> Why not? Okay, nice answer. And then finally, what is the one item you can't live without? Oh, technically it should be my camera because yeah. that's my main, main aspect of my job. Um, I'm trying to think now. Once again, we, we found out last week, yeah, food and drink is, is thing, is, is key. Um, now, this is going to be a weird answer here. And it's actually moisturiser for me. This is a weird really? answer. Really? I was not expecting that. Like, I have, like, my face definitely, especially, I have, like, like just bad, like, dry skin. Blame my dad for that. So I need, every, every time I have a shower or anything, I just need to moisturise. So just, that is probably what I can't live without. Because I, I remember okay. once I forgot it on holiday. And I just had to use sun cream to like basically cream myself because I forgot it. Um, so yeah, moisturise because I thought yeah, it's got to be something that you use every day, and that is what I use every day after a shower or whatever. So moisturise. There we go, not. an exclusive into the the skin routine of Ross. Wow. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Very nice. Lovely stuff. That is the ten questions done. 
plus influence, 50, right? 50 other multiple answers but uh, yeah i mean it's, it's, it's allowed it's allowed it's allowed it's allowed yeah it is there's allowed. no rules yeah I, I was thinking too much into it i should have just gone blue wilson favorite ones blah blah, blah <laughs> yeah and then yeah that but um, i think no it's, it's good for people can get to know us a bit more now get to know yeah. all the other players who jump on as guests get to know their ins and outs of football and their personal lives and all that sort of stuff not too personal of course won't, won't ask them about Blah, blah, blah. But yeah, anyways. Um, now, Blue, we've got a new feature on the podcast talking about the fixtures, results from the weekend, the teams in our division. Uh, the table doesn't look good at the moment for us. We're 11th at the moment, um, but I'm sure that will change very soon. But um, let's quickly round off the results and have your little thoughts on them. So let's start off with Billericay Town back in this division. Um, of course, going to be our, one of our local rivals. and They started their campaign with a 2-1 home defeat against London Bees. Uh, of course, London Bees lost their manager in, in the summer. She's gone to Country United. Um, Charlton Town, a new team in this division, they started off their campaign with a 3-1 home win against Plymouth, while Crawley Wasps got beaten 6-1 at home by Milton Keynes Don. So a big result for them. They're going to be happy top of the league at the moment. And then Oxford United started their campaign with a 2-0 home win against Bridgewater United, while Watford, back in this division, won 3-2 against Gillingham, of course, we play this weekend. Um, what games stand out for you, Blue? Of course, the big one, 6-1 win for MK yeah. Dons against Crawley. Yeah, I was a bit shocked when I saw that. Um, Crawley have lost a lot of players, a lot of players. I was speaking to uh, one of their players and they were just like, yeah, it's a bit in a bit of turmoil at the minute, but I'm sure they'll get through it. Uh, but that was a big shock. Maybe MK Dons to watch out for this season. Um, Watford Gillingham, nice and competitive. Um, of course, we've got Gillingham this Sunday. Watford are a good team, have been relegated last season from the Championship, so have joined our league. Um, so I think they'll be tough. But for for Gillingham to compete, that shows that another you know another competitive team. Um, Billericay London Bees, that's interesting. It was, I was interested to see where Billericay are at, having come up. Um, I, I have to say, I thought I thought Billericay would win that game. Um, but yeah, I wasn't. I obviously wasn't there, so I didn't see the ins and outs of it. Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a competitive uh, league this season, much more than last season. Indeed, yeah, a lot of goals. A lot of goals are scoring, yes. as, as you see. There's no no goal of draws. A lot of goals. You know, six one, three two, two nil, three one. Um, yeah, so it will be very competitive. And uh, yeah, we'll bring this as a weekly feature. Just take a look at other results and that stuff. And uh, as we said, we've got drilling on this weekend that they started their campaign with a three-two defeat against Watford, but that's not a bad result against a newly relegated team yeah. of Watford. Um, they scored two goals against them, so we could be expecting some goals this weekend. Um, how are you feeling, Blue? We we played them twice last year at the the goalless draw at the um, AJ Arena last year. I, I wasn't there. I know you were there, and uh, it wasn't a good day. It was a very freezing cold day in Felix. So of course, that was midweek game, and I think then we also beat them, of course, at their place last year. I forgot the score. I think it was 3-0, weren't it? 3-0, yeah. 3-0, yeah. Um, but yeah, can you remember much from there? We, we don't know to the full extent of how many players have changed just, just yet. Uh, I'm sure Joe and Co will be doing a lot of um, looking into that. But um, how, how are you feeling going to this one? Planning against a good, good Gillingham side. They always do well in this division. Yeah, G- Gillingham, I think, uh, are a team that always compete. Um, really tough team to beat. I think we found that in the 0-0 draw. They're, they're nice and compact. Um, physical side, really physical side. Um, so it'll be a tough game on Sunday. Um, but we've got to learn from our mistakes uh, against Portsmouth and take them forward to Gillingham. Um, but it, I have no, I'm not under any illusion that this, this game is going to be tough. 
Um, I think we've got a season of that. Uh, but recently seen about their general manager uh, leaving the club. So they're under a little bit of sort of change, going through a bit of change. So I hope for for them, they get that sorted and they can continue and as normal. Um, but yeah, I've got my fingers crossed that they, they can continue and because uh, they did, I think, over the past sort of season, they had a great season last season. Um, so for women's football, I just hope teams like that can come through difficult periods off the field, if that makes sense. But yeah, all in all, I think it's going to be a tough, tight game. What about you? Yeah, I think so too. I think um, even though we beat them 3-0 out of doors last year, I thought they were still a decent, decent side. And um, yeah, I wasn't there for the 0-0 draw, but you know they did they did a K last year and as you said they always challenge up there and yeah it's yeah not not a great time for them at the moment hopefully they can get that sorted you know asap um, but no, I think it will be a good game I think another another game another challenge for us as well at a time you know we've got to bounce back from from the defeat against Portsmouth and hopefully we'll have another decent crowd down at the AGL Arena hopefully no no many people will be put off from our defeat over they'll just go yep I actually enjoyed my day as a whole went to the sweet shop and all that had that had a nice burger or whatever. At, it's good, good, good setup out at the AGR Arena, and uh, yeah, get down there if you can. It's a two PM kickoff. Um, the men, of course, are playing on Saturday, so it's a double header in terms of home games. Um, so if you go to Port Royal on Saturday, have another game on Sunday. Go to LG Arena um, and see me and Blue. You know, bump into us if you want. Have a say hello if you're big fans of the podcast. Um, but yeah, it should be um, another good day. Hopefully uh, on Sunday. Um, any other business, Blue? Do you want to mention on the pod? I think we've covered all, Ross. It's been a great pod. It has been. It has been. And, um, of course, we are proudly sponsored by John Fowler Solicitors. Um, of course, thank you to Michael Kennedy and co. for sorting the sponsors out. Um, and, yeah, Blue, I'll let you take it away. Outro as you do. Thanks for joining me as ever. Let's go. Yeah, great. A uh, massive thanks for listening once again as we kick off um, the start of our season. Hopefully better than... Then Sunday, but yeah, join us at the AGL Arena on Sunday if you're in Felixstowe or you fancy a day out. Um, hopefully, we'll show, showcase some good football and goals. Um, but yeah, 2 p.m. kickoff, so join us. Great sweet shop, like Ross said. Um, it's always a fun day out. So yeah, thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next week. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, more great podcasts from Archon. Head to audioboom.com/channel/archon.
facebook.com slash channel slash audio.